Welcome to episode 18 of Revelant Conversations for All. This episode has been called The Mad Hatter. Um, one of the things that we have talked about is the serious connotations and actions that continue to jeopardize the country as a whole. The breaching of national security, the firing of top security officials, the puppetry demonstrated by 45, the shocking nature of the responses of these representatives that continue to support his erratic and irrational behavior. Um, it's, it's extremely concerning. And I've, I find that I've been able to consciously manage all of this during my waking time, but I'm finding that subconsciously in my resting time, I am in conflict over this. What do you think? Right, which brought us to a conversation because I think we've been having similar issues with regard to having thoughts right before sleeping and as we awaken towards this situation, which I would have hoped um, in any normal time would have been handled by the election. But obviously, we are not operating in a normal time. So um, the a concern that I expressed early in the year was with regard to the lame duck period um, of a president. And it seems to be coming to fruition because a lame duck still has all of the powers that the president had in the first uh, close to four years of their presidency. It's not as though they are voted out and then, you know, all of a sudden everything is cut off. Mm -hmm. And we know we know the type of individual that we're dealing with. So we knew that it was gonna be a very bumpy ride. Right. We knew this and he also made it clear that he intended to make it a very bumpy ride. You know, all of what is happening now is, is kind of alluding to the fact that the constitution and all the laws that govern this country no longer work. Because if it did, we would not be experiencing what we are experiencing now. Uh, the entire system needs revamping. And I know that's going to take a, a, a period of time just to convince people that it no longer works. And then it's going to take additional time to actually put um, new laws and regulations in place. But certainly one thing that 45 has consistently done is to show us all of the loopholes in this system. Every single loophole that he could jump into, he has jumped into, and he continues to do so. And it has shifted this country tremendously, um, not just in terms of voting perspectives, but uh, in, in terms of the unity. In fact, this situation uh, alerts us that we are not unified at all. We are quite divided. And I think his platform gave people an opportunity um, to divide this country. Yeah, so you bring up a good point there about the division. And it's not as though the division in thoughts and values did not exist prior mm -hmm. to uh, 45's term. It existed um and I'm, you know, kind of conflicted with regard to, okay, I'm glad 
that these were brought to light because they were, these were festering wounds that have uh, been in this country ever since its existence. Uh, but, you know, he brought it to light not to fix it, his administration and the senators who continue to placate to to him actually brought these to light in order for their own means or needs to be met. So I, you know, that's the thing. I hate the fact that these people actually brought such ugliness to the surface in order to serve their own means. But I'm glad that it was brought to the service, uh, excuse me, to the surface. So now that we, as a people, can do something about it, about it. But we have 71 million people that we have to bring over to the side to say that this stuff needs to be fixed. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the flip side of all of this is that perhaps the Constitution was written with all of this in mind. Because if we look at the origins of these quote-unquote founding fathers, they were certainly making laws and regulations that suited themselves. Mm-hmm. So perhaps in the making of the laws, they they only sought to cover themselves. And they were not necessarily working for all American people. I mean, when we look at the Constitution, it clearly does not reflect people of color. It clearly does not reflect women. So. Right. But what it overwhelmingly reflects is the protection of what the higher-ups had, the 1% that existed then. It protected all of their rights. It protected all of their funding, all of their money, all of their positions. So perhaps, essentially, the Constitution is doing what it was intended to do. But But that does not take us from the fact that and you've touched on this slightly, that the country is a festering wound right now uh-huh. in need of healing. Right. And the only way that healing is going to happen is for this division to disappear. There right. always will be differences of opinions, but this type of division leaves us open for conquering especially with the security breaches that are happening, especially with having 45 in this state or continued state of mind and in office. He's already divulged some of America's um, very important secrets. Right. What is to stop him from doing that now? And he intends to. He's trying to declassify information right now that he wants to give to Russia. So, you know, we're not only a weakened nation by our division, but also weakened by this disease that has taken hold of this country. And he intends to leave this office with us in as a vulnerable position as he possibly can. Right, right. And, and he will probably flee this country. He'll probably go to Russia. He he also uh, alluded to that in one of his rallies, saying that oh. um, if he lost, well, maybe he would go to Russia, to another country. Well, you know, um, an overwhelming question that I keep hearing in background conversations and questions that people have asked me personally is how can anyone support 45? And I, I've thought about this notion 
for some time now and I've watched people that do support and I've listened to some of the things that they are saying and the overwhelming character trait that I am noticing from the people that I have had conversations with and listened to has been selfishness. Right. It may not be that they support all of what he is saying, but if they hit the hammer, hit the nail on the head with an issue that they are concerned about, for example, their money, mm-hmm. or maybe uh, the complexion of their neighborhood, yeah. or perhaps um, tax breaks, which mm-hmm. also, you know, the majority of it is money, or right. perhaps um, the securing of a particular plot of land. So what I'm, and I say that because people who are supportive of 45 are not looking at the overall picture. They're not looking at the death toll with COVID. Right. Because just as he has been stating, forget about COVID, uh-huh. these people have been justified in forgetting about COVID and focusing on themselves. Uh-huh. But, but here's the irony because, well, what good is your money? If you're not here, right. what good is your money if there's no one alive to invest to well, make your money grow? Well, uh, they're looking at it in a different way, right? Um, if they believe him about COVID, then they believe that, oh, it's not so bad. And if, if I could survive, then anyone could survive, which we know is not true. Well, but yeah. We, we know that's not true, and we, we also know that the average American doesn't have $100,000 of taxpayers' money to play with to get special treatment and special cocktails that suits their personal need in combating COVID. Absolutely. So, but this is, you know, the mindset, you hit on it, is selfishness. And, you know, I think that as a human, we've all done had self selfish acts that we've done. But to have a selfish mindset is something very Quite different. different. Quite different, yes. So, you know, you have to look at that like how much does it cost to buy your soul? Does it cost a year's worth of taxes, four years, ten years, you know, um and the funny thing is the average person who's walking around talking about, oh, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to save money on my taxes. Wait a minute. Do you make $400,000 a year? Or, you know, do you own a large corporation? Because that's where you see the benefit. Yeah. Most people do not make that much. So you're not seeing that benefit at all, which means that you're just feeding into the propaganda. Right. right. And, and they don't really understand uh, your consequences any, anyway. So if you're voting for him based on money, then you're voting for him based on nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just to say that you belong to the group that has the money that voted for 45. Right. This is what you're just joining a gang at that point. Right, right. So 
what we have here is, again, something that we had referred to earlier in episodes, and that is not validating, validating information, but rather relying on hearsay and propaganda. You know, so right. um, I'm, I'm hearing that chatter also, people saying, well, you know, um, now all of our taxes are going to go up. Wait, well, wait a minute. Like you said, are, are you making over 400000 a year? Right. Um, you know, people, <clears throat> excuse me, are not looking into the details. They're not validating and checking the resources of what is being said. They're just taking everything as being gospel. Uh-huh. And you mentioned the buying and selling of souls, and, and essentially that's what it is. You know, the buying of souls and, and what it comes down to is good versus evil. Because ultimately, that's that's what we're talking about here. Um, when you are completely comfortable with people dying around you because it doesn't impact your life personally, that's evil. I'm sorry, that's exactly. evil. You know, exactly. um, it's inhumane. It's inhumane and um, short-sighted because with the number of people who are contracting disease, um, it will touch each and every one of us. We all will know someone who has either had it, um, died from it, or uh, been damaged by it in some form uh, by the time this is all over. And if I'm looking at uh, stats with these cases, in October, there was, uh, we were looking at maybe like 50,000 cases a day. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, it was 176,000 wow. just yesterday. Mm-hmm. So if you think you will not be touched by this, then at the rate that it's going, they said it will be well over 200,000 cases a day by the beginning of December. Do you know how many people that is? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, in that type of thinking that you're talking about, again, all roads continue to lead to selfishness. People just being concerned about their own little plot, their own little square, and nothing else matters. And these are the type of supporters that are attracted to 45. Because if he touches on any of those selfish notions that they may have, then he's got them. Um, but those numbers are staggering. And I've heard it um, being compared to the equivalent of a 9-11 per week. Now, 9-11 was and continues to be such a devastating um, tragedy, right. a heinous crime. Uh, and we, put- we actually uh, stand for a moment of silence each uh, uh, September 11th at 9 o'clock in order to uh, make sure we always remember that. How do we should be giving a moment of silence every day? There are about 1,500 people a day dying from this by 
the beginning of December, middle of December, it could be up to 2,000 a day dying from this disease. Now consider um, this whole notion of selfishness. You know, perhaps that same person when it came to 9-11, if, if their life was not impacted by it, it meant nothing to them. Perhaps they disconnected from all that was happening, disconnected from the sorrow, disconnected on the impact of what it had on this nation because yeah. it did not touch their life. So that same person could possibly be saying, well, you know, this COVID, it's not affecting me. I don't know anyone who has COVID. And some people are actually rationalizing. Well, I don't know anyone who has COVID, so how real could it be? That is such a... I feel like those people are damaged. Because if we go back to 9-11, you know, I personally did not live in New York. Nor did I know anyone who worked in the towers. Um... You know, I was fine. My city was fine. My children, all of my loved ones were fine. And, you know, still the fact that this happened, um, you know, and in this country, not to mention if it happened anywhere else, because there have been other, you know, tragedies that I've been deeply affected by, but it's just, amazing that you know if this has not affected you and people are trying their best right down to not wearing masks to have them have it not affect any area of their lives yeah yeah it is affecting everyone in some way so you know if you're you know everyone is tired of everything that we have to do to mitigate it. However, if you really are tired, why not just do what needs to be done to mitigate the disease on a regular basis? Encourage your friends, your family, everyone to do it because it is real. No matter what this thing in office, this, (laughs) I won't call them, I'm, on the verge of calling him uneducated, which obviously people were like, well, he went to Penn. Okay, well, you know, back in those days and before especially, you could buy degrees. But we'll, we'll say he went to school. But, you know, anything that he's saying is to serve his own purpose and any risk that he takes, like, oops, he went and got COVID, um, is to serve his own purpose. It is not because he actually cares anything about his base. He has never mentioned one name of anyone who died from COVID except for uh, Herman McCain. Um, he has not taken, you know, called the country together in a moment of silence. And the, since he's lost the election, you, you're right when he said that people would stop talking about it the day after the election. Mm-hmm. He was right. The administration did. Uh, oh, they yeah. stopped talking about it before then. So, you know, we really, as the people, and I'm not calling the people, obviously, who voted for him stupid or unintelligent, but I need 
while he's been in office. Right. And right. let me know when you come up with something that actually uh, brings this country together and is helpful helpful for the country. Yes. I mean, I, I do commend those who did take time to reflect from their decisions in 2016. And um, okay. they did come out and they did uh, vote accordingly. And, of course, we have... Um, the oh I can't think of the name the movement that is putting out all of the the ads uh the Lincoln Project the Lincoln Project thank you yes and I do want to thank them for um standing tall and standing steady in bringing truth to light um the whole thing is very frightening and uh 45 alone is frightening and we still have um time left until the 20th of January. Um, what do we do in the meantime? I mean, the new administration is in holding and cannot enact anything until that right. date. And so we are sitting on um, a volcano that is active, that is currently erupting, that is taking people out. And the current administration has chosen not to talk about it, to pretend that it doesn't exist. Um, something like that needs to be changed in the laws that govern this country because if there is um, a major situation such as in the case of a pandemic or any other type of crisis the new administration should be able if not to um, partake at the very least to take over and begin implementing what is needed to get this country back on its feet. I think it's a it's a tragedy that um, the laws that currently govern us have allowed us to sit back uh-huh. and let these things happen for four years with virtually no consequence. Um, this idea of a standing president not being able to be charged with criminal activity, I think, is, is nonsense because a president is fallible just like anyone else. And should they go in the opposite direction, they should absolutely be charged. Like, I, I am surprised that 45 has not been charged with treason. Right. To be honest. And, there, and you know, it could actually get to that point where. It's not possible to overlook the things that he's doing. Not that it shouldn't be that he should not be called out on things and certain powers be blocked right now, but it is unbelievable that we, as you said, have to sit back and watch this up until the point that he does something so bad that is kind of, oh, well, we have to strip him of his powers, we have to arrest them or, or whatever at this point. But what does it take? Because, you know, we can point out any of the number of executive orders that he signed that are just evil, um, that, you know, we should, as a nation, be able to take action on. We should be able to take action on that through the individuals that we've elected to be in Congress and represent us. However, these people have their own agendas. 
And it seems to align with 45's agenda of, you know, whereas the doctors take the oath to do no harm, do great harm. Yeah. And, you know, especially to those who don't uh, toe the line of yeah. what you yeah. want to have happen. Right. Well, there's that road again, leading back to selfishness. That is the common factor here, selfishness. But I think at the very least, the COVID team that um, the new administration has assembled should at the very least be permitted to begin the process of healing this country. We are talking about lives. And we cannot overlook that people are dying every day. And for the sake of stroking someone's ego, We should not be allowing this current administration who has openly made a decision not to address COVID to continue. Right. Absolutely. Well, like I said, right now, we're looking at 176,000. Every day, we are setting a new record as to the number of cases. Well, yeah. Um, Uh, did, Did you hear Texas is at 1 million? Yes. This, yes. this is unconscionable. I, I, I can't even imagine how the person who is governing that state still has not conceded to say, you know what, I need to toe the line and I need to do something about it because I am losing people in this state. But right. again, back to the road of selfishness. Right. He is a supporter I- of 45. And that's all what matters, protecting his personal interests. His well, personal. and I go back to an interesting conversation that we were having before with regard to this notion about a blue state, a red state, as Obama said, and unfortunately it doesn't seem to carry a lot of weight nowadays, is that we are all the United States of America. That is correct. Why? We pay allegiance to a party. There are bad Democrats. There are bad Republicans. Um, you know, I want to vote on the issues. Tell me how how you're going to solve this issue that matters to me, to those around me, to humanity. Because mm-hmm. we set the example for the rest of the free world and for the past four years, the example that we've been setting has been abysmal, you yeah. know. And then yeah. it, it damages our reputation across the world when we go back and we say, oh, you know, you should run your elections like this. You shouldn't treat your people like this. Well, right now we have 10.8 million cases of COVID in the United States. And we are letting our people die. So, you know, if well, I'm a world leader, I'm like, mm, credibility here, none. Yeah, well, I, I think other countries um, prior to this current administration recognize the hypocrisy of this country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of the change that needs to take place is the voting system, you know, Um and I agree with that. We should be voting on issues, not by party. And I just think that we would get so much more done. People would actually feel more connected to the voting process. 
Um, it should not be, well, you know, I'm a diehard Republican. I'm only going to vote red no matter what is written on that paper. Or I'm a diehard de- Democrat and I'm going to vote blue no matter what's written on that paper. It should be all about the presentation of the issues. I agree with that. And voting yeah. on the issues and moving towards oneness, moving towards this exactly. United States yeah. of America. Because People, right now it's I, broken and we are vulnerable well, because it's broken. And, and I totally believe that if it was about the issue and not about the party or, you know, uh, a famous figure who cracks jokes and all of that type of stuff. If it was about the issues as we move forward in this country, it would allow for more civil conversation around and, and take away all of these smoke screens and take away the opportunity for the propaganda to be attached to one side or the other. Yeah. If candidates just lined up side by side, you tell me what you're going to do, and you tell me what you're going to do. If I'm looking over here at another person who may have different values or, you know, may be misaligned on something, it allows for us to have a conversation. I'm not that, you know, I can't do that with people now, but it allows for that blockage of, oh, I'm just a Republican and that's the way I'm going to vote. Right, right. It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, you know, perhaps again in, in the, the flailing of the Constitution when it's initially onset, um, perhaps it made sense to divide that way. But now we have seen that it no longer makes sense to do that. So. No more red or blue, only human. Exactly. So, well, that's... Exactly, only human and inhuman, because until this world comes to an end, there will be both. Well, yes, but I don't think we should give the inhumane any attention. I think that just helps the cause. I think we should emphasize the humanity in all of this. And, of course. and don't give emphasis to these people who have made decisions to hate. You know, we, we, we need to acknowledge that they exist. Mm-hmm. But um, we certainly should not be uh, publicizing their cause. No, definitely not publicizing the cause. But I do agree with you about the acknowledgement of their existence and to pay attention. Yes. Because these inhumane people are the ones who um, will sneak up on us as we are trying to uh, repair our nation and then do something in order to damage. Yeah. So we, we have to make sure that though we aren't publicizing their cause, that we're always paying attention to mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah, and no matter what numbers are thrown before us about how many people do this and how many do that, there are still more humans. And we need to call on humans collectively to do the Uh right thing. Absolutely. So, well, that was fast. We're at the end (laughs) of this episode. We hope that you will join us again next week. We hope that we have better news to present next week. Um, more issues of accountability and more acts of human kindness. Go out there and be human, people. And let's move towards healing this country. Thank you, and we will see you next week.